0: I'm Adam Menace. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Today, we're going to give you seven tips for accompanying singers. What would you know about accompanying singers, Peter Martin? <laughs> Come on, man. Well, yes, I've done it a lot. And in <laughs> fact, I, I should have mastered it by now. And I still haven't as much as I've done it. But it's something that I have a lot of fun with. Uh, I love talking about it. I love playing with great singers, and I really think it's, you know, if you get into a situation with a great singer and a great audience, it's really just the the peak, it's the mountaintop. As much as we love instrumental music, when you combine it with the lyric, that direct connection a singer can have with the audience, it doesn't get any better than that. No, there's
1: nothing like it. You're you're absolutely right. And it's a special skill to have. You know, it's something that, um, you know, we say we should treat them like instrumentalists, and you should, but it really is its own thing, And, and there's certain things that you have to adhere to or good to know uh, if you're going to attempt it. So let's start off with
0: number one. Okay, so number one is listen. Now, those of you familiar with the podcast know that many of our lists start with listen. It's often number one. (laughs) It's (laughs) often number one. There's a reason. Yeah, that's right. Uh, When Adam and I first put this together, I think we had a big whiteboard and possible answers to possible questions, and listen was always number one. But it, it really is just so important, and if you start... Uh, this concept and this endeavor of accompanying singers—if you start from the place of listen all the time—and I mean, like when you're listening to recordings, when you're listening in the actual gig, when you're listening to their ideas, all that—if you—if you listen and and try to hear before you try to be heard, mm. you will really have a lot more success, and it'll make all the the other little tips kind of you know. Become even more valuable yeah it's it 's the most
1: important thing in playing music is listening to the music that 's being played as you 're playing it, and it 's no different with with accompanying a singer um it 's the first thing you should always consider is what is going on around you, what is the singer singing, what should you be playing with that um so it's it's a reason there's it's number one um, number two is that the singer is always correct. Now this this is very hard. Way, 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 this is way hard way, no. to say. <clears throat> but it's true, the singer is always right even when they're wrong, which that never happens. No, of course not. <laughs> but uh you your job, whether you're a pianist or a drummer or a bassist or a saxophonist or a trumpet player, yep. is to set them up for success no matter what is going on, no matter if they're they come in in the wrong key. I mean, we have how many nightmare stories about stuff like this with with singers who maybe aren't the best singers in the world, you know? Right. But you, that it doesn't matter. Your job is to set them up for success. You need to be listening. You need to to go with them, and 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 be there for them. You you are their
0: safety net. Right. And I mean, a lot of the, you know, the stories about epic fails from singers if you really look at what happens a lot of times it's the accompanist you know the instrumentalist fault for bringing them in wrong or not setting it up correctly Um, and so you have to like set things up for their success while they're singing before they come in and afterwards and ultimately it's going to make you look good it's going to make the whole band look good yeah and, and we want the singer to be part of the band, and great singers want to be part of the band. Totally. So
1: it's for everybody. No, I mean, think about it. If you just finished a tune that was in E, and now you're about to play a tune in C, and you just told a little story to a crowd, and then the piano player sets you up with some crazy intro that has no relevance to the note that you have to come in on... We'd never do that, would we? we? <laughs> it sounds no, fun. It, that's a hard gig,
0: man. It is. That is it tough is. to do. So. It is. And you got to remember, I mean, the vocalists, they are out there, a, a, a singer... Their instrument is themselves, is their body, their vocal cords that's coming right. out of their mouth. We have a piano to hide behind or a saxophone, or even if you're a trumpet and you're right up there in the front line with the singer, you've still got your, your, your actual metal trumpet. And I mean, a vocalist are truly naked out there with their instrument. And, um, you know, that's part of the thing. They can go to these epic highs with the lyric and with connecting with the audience, but they need the support. And so we need to set them up for success. That's True. great. True. Uh, number three um lead the singer but also know how to be led by the singer this so that is... sounds like it contradicts a little bit but the the trick with that is is you got to go back to number 1 and listen first right. and foremost but there's times when you're going to want to lead the singer when they need that just and it's really not that different than, um, you know, an instrumental solo, or whatever. Yes, we're accompanying, but this is not just a one-way street where we stay in the background. You know, there's there's information flowing both ways. So as you're listening, you'll see sometimes the vocalist needs a little push push in this direction, and you should be confident enough To do that, that's not getting in their way. It's just like they're telling a story, but you're there supporting. You're not just listening, you're accompanying. And at times, that means filling in or pushing or suggesting another key or a tempo or whatever.
1: So that's what you're specifically thinking about Like, I'm going to interject this to try to push them
0: this way? Yes. Is that what you mean by that? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the way I think about it is less, what does the singer need? It's like, what does the music need? Right. And great singers are going to be thinking the same thing. It's not like, okay, I need to do this, or I need the pianist to give me this, or the saxophone player needs to do this. If everybody's listening to the overall sound and letting, I mean, yeah, you're not going to always agree 100%, but at least you'll be coming from a good place, a good, honest place. And so... You know what I've my experience with with great singers is they love to be pushed and surprised at different times. You can't do it all the time, yeah. and you have to listen and let them complete their thought. and There's a lot of nuances to it, there is. but 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 I think that there's always more leading coming from the accompanist than people realize. Like to me, it's not that interesting of a thing. Um, well, like I'll, I think about like you know those great recordings with Ella Fitzgerald, and I mean many pianists, but Oscar Peterson. Yeah. I mean he's like he kind of solos through her solos sometimes. He does, But it works, you know, and like that energy helps her along and, and he's never getting in the way, I don't think, you know. So there's a lot that can, I mean, that's kind of an extreme case, but there's a lot that can be done um, leading from
1: behind. Yeah, if you're tasteful with it, if you think about it, you know, in a dynamic way, that you're
0: not overpowering the singer, but that doesn't mean that you can't play anything
1: to right. lead them. I, I think that's... Yeah, a, and
0: I mean, the whole thing is we're there, accompany and support, but that does not mean that you're not leading. Sometimes support means you got to, you know, take a little bit more on your shoulders for that for that for that period and, and charge ahead. That's great, and okay. I'll add
1: to this. I think. An important part of this is the relationship you develop with the singer, because it's like getting to know someone with how much they want you to do this and how they want you to do this. Right. Um, it can be tricky at first, so, you know, try to always listen. Yeah. You know, that's the most yeah. important. Well, that brings us to number four, and that is lyrics. Learn them, know them, love them. Right. Listen, the singer is actually telling the story of the song. This is the only time this happens in jazz, because instrumentalists can set the vibe and play the melody but they're not actually able to convey the text of the song and the singer is and if you don't know the story of the song you're playing how are you going to be able to set it up correctly i mean you could just kind of vibe on it and that's one thing but it is super helpful to understand um, you know is this a love song is this a snarky love song is this Mm. a ironic love song is this a list song is this a? I love list. Franz list. We yeah, about? list <laughs> was a great. Uh, is this a? Is this a? Um, you know, is it a ballad? Is it a? What, what's the? What's the feel? But you can get a lot of that information from the story, from the lyrics,
0: right? Um, and it just helps to know what the singer's going to sing as well, you know? right? And this is kind of getting back to listen too. It's like you know preparing the listening so that i mean yeah you know what the lyric what the vibe of the tune is but then if you really know that going in you can listen to that night's particular interpretation of it and see how you're going to fit in because i mean our yeah we we, we we aren't actually adding the words from the saxophone or from the piano or from the drums but we're putting in the texture we're putting in the vibe the little nuances that go along with that and mm. if we don't know the story how can we how do we how do we fit in yeah right? exactly So that brings us to number five, I believe? Yep. Yeah, so now this is um, being tasteful with your fills. So everyone's going to have a chance when accompanying a singer to play fills um, because singers need to breathe and there's space between lyrics and there's things to be done. Um, But it's very important that that this is the time to be tasteful. This is not the time to really play the way you want to... It's not a mini solo. I see like pianists especially doing little mini solos in between uh, a vocalist lines and that can work if you really get into the the style and the flow of how the vocalist is singing that particular performance but if you're just doing your style it just sounds like it's jumping around and it's like a weird kind of Juxtaposition that doesn't work. So you have to kind of breathe with them. And like what I like to do, especially on ballads and in duo situations where there's some sort of give and take take and flexibility, is I I'll find myself sort of breathing along with the singer as they're singing different lines and going through the lyrics, Mm. so that when you come to the to your place to do a fill, you're going to kind of play with the same you know sort of uh what are those slurs that go above yeah yeah kind of you know I almost think yeah, about yeah. like yeah like a slur <laughs> you know like a phrase like a, a phrase, phrase. Yeah, yeah. so then your musical phrase will be as lyrical as uh, or you know as the singer is doing it it'll it'll match because that's the whole thing you need to match into the overall performance with your fills it's not the time for your style to come out now Within that, if you're doing it well, your style can come out and, and, and should in smaller ways, but it's got to be within the way the phrases are offset.
1: Yeah, I think you are a really good example of someone who does this very well. Like, uh, I remember hearing you play a ballad with Diane, and all of your fills were these beautiful, like, bell octave things in between her, and it just it was the perfect. It, I mean, it wasn't a solo at all. It was just, it fit the music, you know, and that was the most important part. Yeah,
0: and, and I think that, it, yeah, the important thing, too, is for the fills, it's for the music, and it's also, again, in support of the vocalist, so, like, they feel like in between their phrases, they don't have to think, why is he playing so long? Why is he playing so short? Do I need to come back in? Hmm. If you're kind of breathing with them, and by breathing, I mean not just the actual, it's not about the amount of time you need to breathe. I mean, a good vocalist can grab their breath way quicker than we ever can, yeah, totally. but it's kind of like almost the breath of, of the music so ideally your fill you'd be finishing your fill that that phrase right as the vocalist wants to come back in and 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 he or she feels natural coming back in then yeah and then also i mean you know the the Phil does not need to finish and then vocal start It doesn't need to go back and forth and to be binary like that, too There can be some overlap. In fact, that's a really great way to do that So think about dynamics and kind of trailing off and but I mean a lot of that more advanced stuff I guess comes with a, a great relationship with the singer and kind of knowing what each other does
1: mm. Well, that brings us to our sixth tip for accompanying a singer and that is to Don't treat them like a singer treat them like musicians, right? And this one is actually important um, because, you know, ultimately the singer, especially a good singer, should have as much, you know, musical knowledge or, or be as good of a musician as the rest of the band. Um, and if you can look at them as a, a fellow musician and, and um, you know, accept their ideas as equal with the rest of the band... Everything is going to be better, actually, um, than trying to have some kind of elitist attitude towards towards the vocalist. Um, we're never guilty of anything like that at all. Around <laughs> we've here. seen it, but we're yeah. not guilty of it. Um, but actually, you can learn a lot from how to phrase a melody to you know to uh, to dynamics to telling a story from the singer. They're a musician.
0: They're just a different kind of musician, right? And I mean, I think that that we. Uh you know, all the jokes about, are you are you a drummer, a singer, or a musician, and right, right, all yeah. these different things, it's it's actually kind of uh, springs forth from a little bit of jealousness that we have, that instrumentalists have about singers, because of this, you know, amazing connection that they can have in, with an audience that's kind of next level, yeah. and um, absolutely, singers are first and foremost uh, musicians, and I think that that, you know, it goes both ways, too. What I've seen is, like, the great singers that I've been able to be around and work with, they act like musicians, Mm. you know? Um, And in terms of like, they want to be part of the band. They want to interact. They don't want it to just be a backing band. I mean, Diane Reeves has talked about this for years, but she actually acts like this every night on the on the stage it's like it's what she'll say i don't have a backup band because she'll be interviewed and they're like who's in your backup band she's like that's that." she's like that's my band but it's not a backup band because she never wants to have that kind of separation she loves being part of the band and being in on all the musical things so because she comes to the situation comes to the stage comes to rehearsals like a musician Mm -hmm. and like a vocalist at the same time you know we interact on that musical level um, so this brings us to number seven. So always feel like there's a lot of pressure on the last one. Number one was easy. Listen, we just do that every time. Right, right, right. Um, but this I would say number seven for tips for accompanying singer: have fun. Okay, just enjoy the moment. Sometimes we forget in, in getting all these things that we need to do and think about. You know how much fun. I mean, this really should be the highest level of joy when you're playing with a great singer. Um, now, if it's a bad singer, tip number seven is leave <laughs> as quickly as possible. Yell fire, whatever. To go out the back door, yeah. But, I mean, this is really our chance, you know, especially as jazz musicians with a great vocalist, of connecting with an audience, having some success, getting some better gigs. I mean, think about how many more fun gigs you can get when you're playing with a great singer. You know, it's Because true. certain places just, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're Herbie Hancock, Chick Corea, or whatever. You're blocked out of a few venues unless you show up with a great singer. That's true. So have fun with it. And you'll hear it. You will hear it. Oh, and we just want to say big shout out to Becky because this was actually uh, yeah. this was a question that was added to the website that you can go to, openstudionetwork.com slash podcast. No.
1: Yeah, or you'll hear it.com. Either one gets you to the same place. But oh, that's thank right. you. Thank you, Becky, for submitting this question. Uh, please, you know, if you have a question for us, go to you'll hear it and you know you'll hear it. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: thanks for listening to this episode of the You'll Hear It podcast. You can go to youllhearit.com to get more information, submit a question, or just say hello. Well, you can do that. Absolutely.
1: All right. And if you like what you heard, please leave a review and a rating
0: below. Thanks.